Mur like puts his finger in the blood and tastes it. And he's like, it tastes like metal. And then Sal's like, and like hurks. And I'm then it goes this. into the bones. The second that we're done recording, I'm putting <laughs> I'm this shocked. episode on. Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm her little brother, William. And this week we have a, a surprising sort of show yeah. where we are covering the crossover of Sleepy Hollow and Bones in 2015. Oh, I don't know what year this occurred. I guess so, because I think Sleepy Hollow came out in 2013. Uh-huh. And they crossed over in their second season, I think. I think, yeah. they think. But so, yeah, <laughs> Bones being this, like, science-based you know, theoretically science-based, one of right. these like CSI type shows yes. where crimes are solved by the cool nerds, mm -hmm. in this case being uh, Emily Deschanel, Deschanel and David, David Boreanaz. Everyone's going bananas for David Bananas. <laughs> Hopefully somebody else out there remembers when they did the MTV VJ search and Jesse Camp was in the running against Dave Holmes. And at one point, while they were practicing being VJs, Jesse Camp yelled, everybody's going bananas for David Bananas. And yeah. Will and I loved it. Uh, we held on <laughs> to that talked for about it a long for, time. Yeah. Jesse Camp, is he still out there? Yes. He is. I looked into him, I don't know, sometime this year. Of course you did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, He's all right. But so Bones is basically like a latter day CSI type. Right. Ran for 12 seasons. Yeah. Like, was tremendously successful. Mm -hmm. And then there's Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. This is like a latter day, <laughs> like, remember when Lost was huge? Yeah. And then there were all the sort of like also rams mm -hmm. to Lost, like Fringe. Right. Sleepy Hollow is sort of a cousin to those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a Fringe knockoff. I've never seen Fringe, Fringe so I'm going to take your word for it. That's what I, I've I heard. really enjoyed Fringe. That's what I've heard. But like, it's like two steps removed from that, like really prestige. Yeah. You know, big event television. I think that. So I think that what's it called? Uh, Bones is sort of like CSI, but a little bit lighter and goofier. Yeah. And then Sleepy Hollow is like that, but you add in a reanimated, I suppose, or realived. Um, Ichabod Crane. Yes. It, so Sleepy Hollow, the show, is about Ichabod Crane transported to the modern The world. year 2013. Yes. And Shocking. And it fish out for, of water, hilarity. It went on for four seasons. That seems very long to me. It does. For this. And I would say the reviews were mixed to middling. Were you watching it? I, no, the answer is no, but I saw like a handful of episodes when it first came out and then I fell off. I'm surprised because it seems like something you would like. I loved it. I Watching uh, this for the show, I really enjoyed it. I knew it. I yeah. knew you would like it. Yeah. I. Uh, it's basically, we're talking about a crossover between a crime of the week mm -hmm. and a freak of the week yes. type show. So science meets paranormal. Right. And even the host, even the, the primary character of Sleepy Hollow himself is... Um, He's paranormal himself. Exactly. So how is he going to mesh with these science people on Bones? That's one of the big questions. I must say, I thought beautifully, but also that there was room to grow. Because there were a couple of yeah. times that I thought a joke was happening, and it, it wasn't. But it could Oh, have. well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I, um, what's, what's your history with Bones? <laughs> um, nothing. I've heard of Bones, yeah. and that's literally it. Okay. I, I knew who the stars were. Yeah. What about you? I watched a lot of Bones. 
<laughs> I watched yeah. a lot of Bones. Where was I? I I'm not sure why I watched it. It, mm-hmm. it. When I when I put it on, it was like having a flashback and being <laughs> like it was like all of a sudden modern day Willie. I was getting these like downloaded memories. Of yeah, like, right. Oh my god, I spent a lot of time with these characters. How many seasons do you think you watched? I would have to probably three to four. I can't okay. pretend that I watched the entire run or anything like yeah. that. But um, I did, for the purposes of this show, I watched the pilot of Bones mm-hmm. to get reacquainted with that world. Like, how did they set themselves up? Right. Before I Sexually. watched Because uh, <laughs> I, I did pilot. this too. Yeah. You did this too? Yeah. Incre- it was like, was this not a dated? Unbelievably dated. What like, a shock. So Episode one of, the- one of Bones. So, I mean, also, we're going to start with Bones because it's the first episode of the crossover between It and Sleepy Hollow. So let's just start talking about it all. Um, So, yeah, I also watched the pilots to reacquaint myself or acquaint myself in the case of Bones. And, yeah, they were just forcing it in this way that was so unnatural. Like, one of the first things that happens in the pilot is that not Emily Deschanel, but like her friend, whose name I don't know, is trying to get like a, a teller at an airline yeah, to like do a, something. Yeah, like a flight attendant who yeah. is busy on the phone. Right. She, she's like, uh, the arrivals board isn't working. <laughs> Hello? He won't put down the phone. He's so into his work. And so she fully flashes him. Well, not fully. How do she, we know that? She rips her shirt because we see it. We do? I yeah, don't think the, it was in my version. The ki- Really? I'm did, not... did we see two different versions of Bones? Nah, it can't be. I must just be wrong. The camera's on her. I saw just like top of, you know, like collarbones, shirt open. You didn't see her boobs, did you? No boobs. No Exactly. Boobs. I think she flashed it. No, no, no. I saw, at least the version that I watched, uh-huh. she rips her shirt open like buttons, I guess, are flying around the airport. Uh-huh. Which is- Like r- planes. Much like planes. <laughs> I wonder if they had an arrivals board for them. Would you destroy your shirt? To accomplish this, rip I all guess the buttons. You would. Off. But so she uh, ripped her shirt open, and she was wearing like a um, cami. What, what's a bodice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she. All right, I think I just missed this because I. Painted... She was wearing some sort of underoo, some okay. garment. Okay, I, I will admit, while I focused on the crossover eps, the pilots, I wasn't quite as locked in on. The, it was. It's not worth your attention. Yeah. So who could fault you? Right. okay all right that makes a little more sense because i assumed that she must have just had something on underneath but then when she gets talking to her friend brennan bones the the lady in it she has a line about like oh so something about flashing your boobs she goes i've never flashed my boobs to get someone's attention in an airport that's the thing i wouldn't call opening a button down where i'm wearing a tank top underneath flashing no so that's why I thought she must have actually flashed her boobs. It's it's confusing. Mm-hmm. I would I would say all this is we're we're getting very nitty gritty about a particular event, but it's literally in like the first one minute of the show. Like right. they want you to watch this show and be thinking, "Wow, are the ladies in this show attractive?" With that's a sexual all they want mind. To that's it. Also, it they should have w- called it sexual minds. Ooh, like now criminal that's a minds. Show. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's the least sexy sexual show I've seen in a while, I will yeah. say. So also at one point, David Bananas says about something, he says, it's like pornography, you know, it when you see it. Right. And I was like, 
I don't know if that's this. no, it's not. And also, I don't know if that's exclusive to pornography. That's not like the hallmark. I think there was a famous case where they were like, "How are you going to gauge what counts as pornography?" And a famous retort was, Ow. "You know it when you see it." Ow. But is there any, all right? That makes sense. They have fine chemistry. All right, I'm zero for two. Bones. I'm not going to talk anymore. Bones is about like every week we're going to solve another murder, mm-hmm. and the way that we do it is that. Uh, Dr. Temperance Brennan, mm-hmm. nicknamed Bones. Yes. She has like a beautiful mind mm-hmm. and she can piece together beautiful bones. Right. There's literally a standout moment in episode one where she is Elmer's gluing together shards of a skull over a whole night mm-hmm. till the break of dawn. She's just Elmer's gluing together a skull. I don't know if that's typical. Uh, is that a tool bones in the procedure. toolbox of yeah any archaeologist or... Is she a crime solver person? I guess she's a forensic something. Something, something. Yeah. And uh, Seely Booth, mm-hmm. played by David Boreanaz, Angel from yep. Buffy, lest we not mention that. How could we not? Uh, Seely Booth is a former sniper. Right. But now he is some sort of an FBI guy who's got, I guess, the hots for her. But he just comes off as like sort of like blandly charming. He was a little bit of a jerk in this uh, first episode. Yeah, Remember he, he like, kind of got in her face. And he yeah. kept calling, you know, he calls everybody squints, like all the forensic people. He's like, because you just squint at stuff all the time. Yeah. And he's got like a thing about like, we're the cops out there solving the crimes in the field. Right. Like you're not solving them here in the lab. That's, or this is why squints belong in the lab. Yeah. And so they're like, point. they're like almost nose to nose during doing this. And yes. it's like, oh, the, the tension. The te- Oh, palpable. Right, but I was just like, he's just being an asshole. Yeah, but so that's episode one of Bones. So and she's wearing to... a teeny weeny tank top. With yes. Boobies out. Yes. That so was... I was like, I see what you're all trying to do. That was another like early 2000s totally. kind of like, I don't know what other shows were doing, 24? A lot, I don't know. I feel like you just needed boobs and things. They ever, ever show Kiefer's Sutherland? <laughs> 24. Forget the netherworld. Give me the Sutherlands. Give me, show me those Sutherlands. <laughs> this is two short shorts on 24. But you're just like, Madam hey, President, I'm here to save you. Oh, he's like so respectful of everybody all the time on 24. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway. But yeah, she was just hanging out at home wearing like jeans and like a really low tank top and like a statement necklace. And I was yes. like, this doesn't feel true. No, it doesn't. She's not, a squint is not doing this. <laughs> yeah, most people aren't. I don't know. But so now, that was Kristen and, and me just trying to understand yep, what Bones' world. world is before we flash forward to, for them, 10 years later, they crossed yes. over with Sleepy Hollow. Yes. So what happened to them in that 10-year gap? We can only surmise based on what we saw. I did not watch 10, 11 seasons of this show, but they're married. Right. They're married. They have kids. They're pranking each other because it is the night before Halloween. Yes. When we meet them for this crossover episode. Now, I'd like to set the stage just a little bit. Sure. For this. Season 11, episode 5, by the way, is the beginning of the Bones Sleepy Hollow crossover. It's titled The Resurrection in the Remains. Yes. Uh, so this is what the executive producer of Bones said about it, named Michael Peterson. Quote, the Bones slash Sleepy Hollow crossover is like a great episode of the X-Files where the Bones hour is the Scully logic-based perspective and the Sleepy Hollow is more Fox Mulder-esque. Put them together and it's going to be a great two-hour event that fans of both programs are going to love. That's interesting. Yeah. I Yeah, I mean, that's obvious. Okay. He, he can say that. <laughs> 
the, the problem for me is that I wish that this was one case with two perspectives. Definitely. But they're two very distinct episodes with one element of crossover. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's Halloween. Well, also upsetting. I have to mention in the 10 years that have passed, um, somebody named Hodgins, who's on the show, mentions DVRing Sleepy Hollow. What? What are we going to do with that? Wait a minute. Some Oh, somewhere Someone previous. on Bones. Someone on Bones says, yeah. I'm going to DVR Sleepy Hollow. Right. And then so, they have a crossover with the very characters from Sleepy Hollow. Well, I had issues because did Ichabod Crane not become a literary figure in any form? I had the same question. And then I erased it from my notes because I thought, I guess not. Because when he came to life in Sleepy Hollow... Because he dies in Sleepy Hollow, like I mean, in the yeah. Why the don't town we? Before, I think before we do the cross, let's talk about the pilot of Sleepy Hollow now. Sure, I sure. think maybe this is the proper way to do it. I think you're right. So yeah, so Ichabod Crane died in like a war in Sleepy Hollow, New York. A war. It's the Revolutionary War. It's like very significant. That's what I said. It's like actually, incredibly significant. That's actually, as a matter of fact, what I just said. <laughs> everyone rewind. She said it. Mm, I. That's what I said to everyone that's because. What I just said. I love history and school. So anyway, <laughs> um, so anyway, he dies in the Revolutionary War and he is, you know, buried in like a cave. And then, you know, 150 years later, he's like, <gasps> and he, he comes back and it's the 2013 world. And we find out during that pilot that he was buried by his girlfriend, who's part of an ancient order of witches, who is trying to save everybody from like bad forces in Sleepy Hollow. And during the Revolutionary War, Ichabod cut off the head of the Headless Horseman, rendering him headless. Yes. Now, they fell like right next to each other because also the Headless Horseman dealt a very bad blow to Ichabod. Uh, it looked bad in the sense that I didn't even realize it landed. I know. It didn't look bad at all, honestly. Um, this, is, this is also how Superman died. He fought Doomsday. <laughs> It was a Kryptonian monster. Yeah. And they punched each other. At the same time. And the, it was the killing blow for each of them. They died simultaneously. It's poetic. So fell Ichabod and the Headless Horseman. Right. And so they fall, and, like, you know, like head to foot, basically. Yeah, uh -huh. And their blood mingles on some sort of stone. And the Headless Horseman's blood is, like, black. And Ichabod's blood is like if you melted a red crayon. It's like yeah, so red and right. opaque. But so his girlfriend in a vision in our current day, like 2013, is like, so you became bound by blood. And we buried, or no, we put the Headless Horseman in a tomb under the sea. We buried you in a cave. And the only reason you have risen is because somebody has brought back the Headless Horseman and you are now connected to him. And so we don't know who that bad guy is, but you're back. I, I'll so tell you what. Now he's back. Not a bad idea. Not a bad I'm, idea. I'm fine with the the core premise. I if sure. I had to take issue with anything, mm -hmm. I'm I'm a big uh, 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 Ichabod Crane nut. Yeah. And uh, I've never read the original story, but I really really <laughs> like the Disney cartoon and I the Tim Burton. That's movie. all you need. So the Disney cartoon, which to my understanding tells the like Washington Irving like story pretty pretty closely, at mm -hmm. least in broad strokes. The whole point is the sleepy, the sleepy horseman, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> the headless horseman. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm a huge fan. The headless horseman is like never really seen or anything. Right. And one night, Ichabod Crane, the local school teacher, mm -hmm. nerdy, like, like duck footed. Yeah. 
as am I, but like blundering school teacher is is out on his horse, gunpowder, mm-hmm. and was never seen again. Right. But only his hat and a shattered pumpkin were ever found. So who knows what became of him? Some say he may still be living out there just in another town. We may never know. But many believe that Ichabod Crane was, his head was taken by the horseman. Mm-hmm. So the original story says Ichabod Crane disappeared. Right. Here, okay, open it up in 2013. He's, He's reappeared, back. and now we've got to fill in what, what really happened. But no, yeah. we see this grandiose battle where the Headless Horseman, pre he, now he's just a horseman. He's got his right, head. Right, right. And he's got some bizarre bondage. Yeah, so weird. Like, But like a pathetic, like, it's just like a leather It's just like a leather flap. thing with, like, slits for your eyes and nose or something. It's not creepy enough to be cool to see. I pretty creepy. Think about... Think about Christopher Walken in the in the oh, Sleepy Hollow so movie good. with his like teeth filed down to points and his like long white and black hair. Sicky, yeah, yeah, like just like a mad dog. Yep, something's wrong with him. Oh, very. And then we see like the Gimp mm-hmm. ride into battle. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be afraid of him. Sure, but it's just not as imposing have that. as the only other live action headless horseman we've really paid attention to in the modern era. Right. So Ichabod cuts his head off right in battle as the headless horseman ambiguously swipes yeah he just kind of like slashes his chest like it's not even bleeding very much honestly no i didn't even know that it i didn't even know that it touched him yeah yeah and then he fell on the floor right and then their blood mixed blood cran blood their blood mixed outside their bodies yeah so now they're linked forever (laughs) yes where it's like it's like it's not like blood brothers where you like prick your finger and then push it to somebody else's yeah because presumably now you're sharing your body and it's pumping through your own veins (laughs) right but you're both dead. Your hearts are both not beating, and then your blood mixed outside your bodies. I don't know if it was because on some it was on some sort of like swirly whirly rock. Maybe maybe they it was on swirly that. rock. I don't know. Right. But but I, so now he's back. Yeah. You know, he the police are called and stuff, and he gets involved with them. And a police person named Abby decides to take a chance on him and kind of give him the benefit of the doubt because he's like, I shouldn't be here. Yes. Or whatever. And then the show is them solving these like monster of the week crimes that are like somewhat Buffy-esque. It'll be people who have these like prosthetics on that are weird mm-hmm. and it's fun. Yeah, it's it's from what I've seen. Like I said, I've seen a handful of episodes, but I enjoyed what I saw for the show. Cheesy and Definitely. serviceable. They there's episode one is like jam-packed with stuff where it's yeah. like they reestablish the headless horseman is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yep, I He's the horseman that. death, mm-hmm. which I'm actually kind of intrigued by. Yeah, I don't mind it. That's an interesting conceit yeah. to work with, is that he's, you know, not just some horseman, he's a famed the biblical horseman. horseman. It, I think that works. It's kind of interesting. It was a little detail. I also liked that the town priest was part of the witch's coven of protectors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, oh, priests and witches, like, hate each other. It was like, we're all just doing this thing. Yep teeny weeny but i thought it was fun that she was like one of our you know ancestors is still protecting the town that they do like a pov of the priest like getting killed by somebody who's like "Eh." (laughs) um yeah who who had the better pilot bones or sleepy hollow i think sleepy hollow i agree sleepy hollow yeah um i wasn't wild about bones i i think that maybe i just fine yeah it was fine i think that i'm just really not into the forensic explaining of it all like I don't know. Also, do they really do this? Like, friends, forensic people are, like, so into that. They can't even call it skin. They have to call it epidermis. Like, everything <laughs> is so explained. Well, it's and also I'd rather so, just hear the story. It's almost a science fiction show. Because, like, yeah. episode one, they're recreating this body that was found at the bottom of a 
some sort of a pond around the National Mall or something. Uh-huh. And then they pull up a hologram of her and they're like, oh, yeah. Apply epidermis texture. <laughs> oh, I know. And it just becomes a three-dimensional woman. And David Bananas is like, wow, you squints really know what you're doing. And yeah, he like reaches out and the hologram warbles around his fingers where it's like, a hologram is just light. Yeah. What happens when you put your hand in a flashlight? Does it the just flashlight some of the light. warble all around? Like, it's just like... I know. We everyone and it was knows like extremely that, well done. Yeah, we all know that this is dopey. Yeah, you know. Um, so I, I I don't know. Right. Bones is a mess, but it's one of those like easy watches, a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I didn't type hate of, it at all. It's... And I love a crime show. I did poke around a little bit on Wikipedia and find out like, and I think that this is honestly fodder for something for us down the line. But like shows like this, even CSI, mm-hmm. whenever they're like, oh my god, my nemesis has returned. I love on, that. On Bones, it's the puppeteer. Oh, okay. There's evidently some big serial killer, the puppeteer. I'm into it. I love a returning nemesis. And I want to know what what was their modus operandi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that all function? So, like, Bones had big arcs like that. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Sleepy Hollow, from what I remember, some of the big arcs they had, I think you would like. Yeah. And it was all stuff that made me get all grumpy and snoozy. <laughs> Which was this like light national treasure angle to everything? Or he? I mean, I definitely was feeling that watching this. Ichabod Crane just being like, "My word." I know. Well, Thomas Edison once wrote, "Twas told behind brick thirteen, and there are of course thirteen bricks in the Sistine Chapel." And it's just like it's like yes. overwrought. Like also, he knows everyone. Of strings. Yeah, he knew everybody. Everyone. Uh, yeah. Ichabod Crane's not afraid to drop a name. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. A yeah, he's star a world-class star effer. Yes. He's always talking about George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin. This guy was making the scene. Are you sure? He was the Forrest Gump of his time. <laughs> You're absolutely right. All right, so I think we can talk about yeah, the crossover right. episodes now. now. We, we probably established it. Uh, oh, one thing I appreciate, and still about the crossovers, sort of, um, I, I'm glad that they call him Ichabod and not like Ike and oh, like try to modernize geez. it. Do you think there was thrown around to have a nickname that's not Ichabod? Maybe. Just calling him Crane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Where are you going, Crane? Crane? There's always some chief of police. But they mostly you know? call him Ichabod. They mostly call him Ichabod. Yeah, Which that's is kind of surprising. Yeah, it's a strange name, especially today. It certainly is. Um, so Bones is the first episode of the crossover, and it's very right. much crime of the week. Yes. So the general plot is that there are some science kids, students, who want to see the other side. They want to know what happens when you die and they hear that the skull of somebody named general Howe can b- bring people back from the dead so they steal it and this has happened upon in the cold open when it's like i love kids, these cold opens i do too as i was, was thrown right I was like, this back feels great kids that are just like having some conversation that doesn't matter mm-hmm. about like where should we put the keg for a huge kegger that we're throwing in this abandoned church mausoleum as soon as they they were like moving it that one kid was like no put it up on he didn't say put it on the pulpit but it was basically the pulpit and he was like it's hard to get to so we save on beer i was like oh it's going right through that floor and we're finding a body and that's exactly what happened cracks right through the ground of this old church where they discover a body yeah and it's a a recent i i'm very puzzled by the timeline of things here yes but it's also a halloween episode so i wonder if that was part of it too all these CSI so. type shows, they they love to show 
some uh like I don't, I don't know mass media accepted body horror. Uh huh. This is oh, a weird like subgenre of thriller or something where it's like yes, there's she seems to have like no skin on her face. I was thinking the same. It's very gross. Like it's really gnarly. It's like something out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but because there's no actual blood, mm-hmm. she's just like pink fleshy on white skull poking through. She looks like Mrs. Bates. But they were showing like you know maggots crawling all over her and yeah. stuff. I was thinking like, are there shows like this on right now? That are kind of like forensic shows. I know they're crime shows, but right. I don't know. Are we like looking at a skull and the worms crawling around it? And then like, you know, talking about like fingernails breaking and they get into some nitty gritty gross body stuff. They really do. It's it's such a weird having your cake and eating it too genre because mm-hmm. in the cold open, you want it to be scary. Yeah. It's a shock cold open. Oh my God, a big gross dead body. It's so yucky and scary. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the rest of the episode is about empathy. Yeah. For the victim. Yes. You know, like, well, I just want to see justice. <laughs> Do you remember it's this like, line? Well, you... I don't know what it was, but it was in the pilot of Bones. Like, Bones, the lady, comes back or something from, I guess she like wrote a book about everybody. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, the work of the Jeffersonian, by the way. Yes, instead of the Smithsonian. I it, should mention. That terrible? <laughs> the Jeffersonian. Yes, it absolutely does. This was actually a suggested episode to That's us. That's right. This came to us, and I want to really thank who did it, because I had no idea that this was a thing. So, Charlotte, thank you so much for letting us know about this. Thank you for pointing out the Jeffersonian thing, which yes. really piqued my interest because it sounded funny and cuckoo. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Charlotte. Thank you very much, Charlotte. But anyway, in the pilot of Bones, she comes back and she's talking to somebody who works there and he and she's like and by the way i want you to know that i don't like it when you call them like soggy sammies or creepy crawlers these are bodies and the guy's like i know soggy sammies i don't know if it was that but i don't care if they said it in the show or not that's good <laughs> someone started <laughs> using something that something wet and something dry we got a soggy sammy out here yeah, crispy critters that was one of them she said I don't like it when you call the bodies crispy critters or soggy sammies. And it was so weird. He just went, I know. He didn't go like, so you're weird. right. I won't do it anymore. He just said, I know. I know. Um, well, also, Sealy Booth or David Bananas or whatever, he, he's got this like Captain America thing where yeah. he's like, not solving this crime for the, for you. Doing it for the victim. <laughs> I know. It's I like, know. we get it. Yeah. You you're, know, as you should and all. You're but... a good guy. We, yes. We, his name should oh. just be like Agent Good Guy. Oh, you good guy. You good guy. Oh, got, got it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so they fall through the floor. They find this like pretty recently deceased body of a woman. And then they find like an ancient body of a guy wearing Revolutionary War garb without a head. So it's like, what the hell? So they're taking the bodies back to their bones lab. And then Ichabod and Abby come rolling in because Abby is in the FBI. And she heard through the grapevine that there was this headless body and obviously by this point knows that there's like a headless horse thing going on with Ichabod so they need to come in and check this out and then they kind of do like a pair up thing where like Ichabod is with Bones Brennan who's like the super scientist and Abby is with David Bananas the super cop right so they're investigating two agents and two oddballs yeah yeah exactly and they're gonna investigate this bot now here's here's a question for me Mm -hmm. you find a, a recent corpse and then there's uh, and it's in a church, right? And there's a coffin under there too. Um, maybe that coffin should be there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't have a head. I guess you can investigate it, sure. But they right. immediately go like these two things have to be linked. <laughs> the two know. bodies in proximity. 
I know. What led them to that conclusion? Just that they were next to each other. One's I been guess. here for hundreds of years. And I... this one's a freshie. Yeah. But yeah, so they do know. determine that the head They were right. The head was I'll recently severed. Right. And now I want to talk about something that's like another subgenre of fiction. I don't know what you would call it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like a historical fiction. Disrespectful historical fiction. Okay. This blows my mind. Okay. They, they're they able to... What did they do? They're able to reconstruct the face yeah. of the dead old 200-year-old Revolutionary War soldier, Red yes. Coat. And then they compare his face to faces from history on a screen. Right. And it's like flying through so fast. Like match the corpse face to faces from history. Mm-hmm. And it matches a painting. Yeah. Or an illustration or whatever of this William Howe from the Revolutionary War. Right. Like, my God, that's William Howe. And Ichabod's like, yes, of course, William Howe. <laughs> Said to have been bur- dis- uh, interred in England, but truly buried here in this cemetery. Interesting. Interesting. I find him not to be doing a great job of flying under the radar. Terrible job. He is absolutely getting by on people deciding not to ask questions for whatever reason. Well, because what's the likelihood that he's from 200 years ago? Zero, like, but I would just constantly... We've seen a man dressed in similar garb. Did you think him to be from another era? (laughs) Well, he had one very distinguishing piece of clothing that sort of cemented him in our time. That would be the Sherlock Holmesian, like... (laughs) I know he must be from our era, Watson. Actually, did you notice one? We're talking about. Uh, we went to a convention and there was a guy dressed in like a tricorner hat and stuff. But he was in full costume as this like you know colonial era guy, except he was wearing socks with the Adidas logo. <laughs> Everything like even his little shoes were like little colonial shoes and buckles, but <laughs> so he was wearing he Adidas the, socks. Just do it on the side or something. A little <laughs> swoosh and just like totally gave it away. It so Sherlock awesome. Holmes would clog. Watson might have been like. Yeah. My word, Holmes, do you think he really is from 200 years ago? Aha. Ah, no, What Watson. is the one detail that tells us he's from today? <laughs> ah, Always quizzing. I would have gotten sick of that after a while as Watson. Like, Irritate. can you please teach me, or treat me as an equal? I know I'm not be- as smart as you, Sherlock Holmes. You have to be constantly testing me. You're such a horse's ass all the time, every day. <laughs> so anyway. They did have a little Sherlock tete-a-tete uh, in one of these episodes. You're right. Yeah. They did. But so uh, they finally compare the corpse, and they're like, he is this General William Howe. Mm-hmm. William Howe is a real person uh-huh. who did serve in the, in the British Army in the Revolutionary War. They're besmirching okay? his name, this and they was turn a real, him into like a zombie in the next This was a real episode. human being, <laughs> and they chop his head off. <laughs> they, ch- <laughs> they chop his head off in this episode, and you find out this bizarre... Everything here could almost be its own episode where yes. it's like the body, the the recent mushy dead body that was in there, this the sloppy Sammy or whatever yeah. that was in there uh, was this girl who was going to be a doctor, but she had all, like she she was fascinated with the idea of toying with death. Yeah, like in Flatliners. Like in, exactly like in Flatliners. Yeah. So she and her other like sicko doctor <laughs> friend right. injected each other with medication to to medically stop their hearts mm-hmm. to see the great beyond and then revive each other right for like a sick thrill yeah yeah well it was so much of a sick thrill uh, certainly a sick thrill was resulted because the friend thrill. wrote her note that said last night was incredible yeah xx or insane last right. night was insane also i didn't think american people really do xx i've only seen that in british books that means like kiss kiss oh that's interesting whatever yeah, it doesn't really matter but um i think that there was like a let's like an intellectual curiosity element but they did seem to get a sick thrill from it i think it was 
sucky stuff. Also, they are able to figure out who this girl is because they have her they have her ear, which has a number of piercings in it. And also she's buried with blonde hair and she's wearing like very like chaste, kind of like little girlish clothing. But they analyze the hair and they find that it has just been dyed blonde from magenta. So then they're doing that thing that Will was talking about where it's like, you know, doing a facial recognition thing. And they're like, huh, so let's change this hair color and give her some more piercings. She goes, she's and, holding an iPad and she goes, I'm dialing in some piercings now. And the blonde woman on the screen all of a sudden has like a nose stud and like four piercings down her ear and her hair is perfectly like purple. And it's just like with like a few buttons. You gave her specifically like a nose ring and like all, and then it, and you guess the right piercings. You guess the right piercings because it goes, we've got a match. And it's a real, now we've got a real human face and it's the exact same piercings. Right. It's like, wow, these are some incredible, these squints really know how to get it done. Absolutely. We really shouldn't be making fun of them over there in the lab because they are pulling almost all of the weight here. Yes. They found this person. So she went from like piercings lady and crazy hair to very like buttoned up because whatever she saw on the other side showed her that like she'd been living her life wrong. So now she's going to live it differently. Oh, was that why? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I really caught that. I caught there yeah. was one line from her doctor boss uh -huh. who was like, I don't know, a lot of a lot of people, you know, have piercings, tattoos, whatever. But then when you're going to become a doctor. Yeah. Better look the part. Right. Now, I can't remember who said like it, but they said up, that like, she she changed when she changed when she saw they didn't the say she, side. you know, necessarily was was living wrong, but it made her change a lot. OK. And then. She wanted her boyfriend, who was, like, very Christian, to see the other side. He was, like, always wearing a cross necklace and stuff. And they're basically able to figure this out from the lack of his cross necklace, which is so silly. I was well, thinking, then he, like, he gave up the ghost when he fully he, confessed. He folded so quickly, but they're like, why aren't you wearing your cross, Nathan? Basically. And, and then he's, and he's like, like, well. Because I flatlined and I didn't see anything on the other side. And I freaked out and I used the skull. The skull of General William Howe, right. and I bludgeoned her to death with it. So the skull is the murder weapon. Right, right. And then they he Crazy. threw it in, the, and then he threw it in the garbage. <laughs> so every all the squints have to take all the medical waste and dump it out on a table and sip through like band aids, yeah, and gauze until they find a skull, basically with all these like pads stuck to it. <laughs> It's like disgusting. It's disgu Their job is disgusting. Their They're job really doing a service. I, I respect the science of like, all right, well, sometimes you just got to put on your hazmat suit and get to work. I'm saying this as a credit to them. Yeah. To I, do that. But is... I still think there's this weird historical fiction angle of like. I completely agree. Like, I, I, this was a real guy. This was a real guy. I know and you we've took talked his about... skull and you threw it in a medical waste you know, what What are you doing? What are you doing? I know. I, really I know this weird. has come up on the show before. I can't think of where else, but I think it's so... I find historical... I'm not offended by it in any way, shape, or form, but I find it weird. Ditto. I find historical fiction very strange. Yeah. Because they didn't do that. Right. Exactly. It's, just it's, just, it's not what happened. Um, yeah. I thought another thing that was like... Look, I would never... Were I a squint and Ichabod... Was like, yes. You're saying you're not a squint? What are you saying? You're some sort of like alpha? <laughs> I'm definitely not an alpha. We're calling it gamma. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> we were talking about that the other day and like, what is if you just like, you've opted out of the system? I'm not, yeah. A, I think a I, delta? I'm, I'm putting it out there. I think I'm post alpha. I'm meta alpha. I defeat all your Oh, alphas. yeah, meta alpha. That was what it was. Alpha males, I'm sorry, you're toast. Don't care. Nope. Uh, 
Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so if I were in that lab and Ichabod's like, ah, yes, of course, General William Howe thought to be interred in England, but was actually brought here to the colonies or whatever. Yeah. And then another thing was that the skull was missing a tooth. And then Ichabod was like, oh, <sighs> actually, he lost that tooth. First, he tried a tooth made of of wood, one of metal, one of animal. It didn't work. So eventually he landed on a porcelain tooth. So, And they're just like, oh, okay, great. That means the tooth isn't missing. It's broken. And whoever used the skull probably has an injury. I really think, I would not think to myself, this man lived back then. I would think as a joke to myself, actually, genuinely, or definitely. We, yeah, you'd be turning to everybody else and go, like, I think this guy is... He's definitely from 200 years ago, right? This guy right? is definitely 300 years old. Right. right. <laughs> but I would really, to him, be like, how do you know this? Yeah. You were right. Just out of curiosity. I don't understand why you know these things. You were right and we caught the bad guy, but what's your deal? Yeah. So that's where the fun is supposed to occur. Right. Right. I understand, obviously, why on the show they don't do that. But it's also crazy that no one is even, they don't really bat an eye. Right. Even when faced with virtual proof I know. that he was living 200 years ago because, first of all, Again, being very cavalier, I feel like Ichabod needs to lock everything down. He's taking notes. What's at risk? What's at risk for him? It's an interesting question. Who cares? Why doesn't he just say, aside from them just not believing him? No, if, if we're going by like TV and movie rules, he'd be like locked in a lab and studied for life. That's what's at risk. Right. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, so he was like, he was like taking notes well, when he, he was at the lab or because something. because he was like this is a disgrace i may have defected from the british army to to serve mm -hmm. the colonial army that's why he's like a british guy but he worked for us right right he's, he's an american he's a turncoat he's a turncoat yeah uh and we'll eventually learn that that general william howe tried to get him to name names of other spies <laughs> right he, he refused strong. Uh, he's also he's an still, abolitionist. He makes right, a big point in the first episode. Ichabod Crane was on the right side of history <laughs> the whole way through. His record is unblemished. Sure, Ichabod. Meanwhile, I don't know if you've noticed, there have been headlines about Sleepy Hollow, the show. I know. Where it's like yes. the, the Abby Mills lead of the show was like, I felt like I was like severely discriminated against. Yes, Nicole basically, Bahari. Basically forced off the show. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Ichabod Crane's out there repping for the... They <laughs> It's like horse shit. <laughs> I read a little bit more about that. So apparently, and this isn't the entirety of what she was talking about. Apparently, the two leads hated each other. Oh. Hated each other. Ichabod and Abby Mills yes. hated each other. So first of all, at one point, they brought in Abby Mills' sister because perhaps she could be a love interest because they hated each other so much behind the scenes it wasn't happening. A sister is mentioned in the pilot. Right, Just yes. putting it out there. So there's plausibility from a story pr perspective. I think they pumped up her role is maybe the Probably, thing. Probably, yeah. Um, but I guess there's some sort of like pivotal moment in Sleepy Hollow where... <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You do? I forgot about it, but go ahead. Oh, I didn't know about this. Where I guess, you know, under different circumstances or different show, they, they probably would have kissed or something. Yeah. But instead, he gives her a bow <sighs> because the leads didn't want to like touch each other because they hated they each hate other. They hated each other so much. Right. What, what a... What a... Hollywood's a lie. <laughs> There's a lie. Here we were thinking that Sleepy Hollow, the show, was perfect. Here I was thinking that Abby Mills and Ichabod Crane were uh, the best of friends, perfect <laughs> companions. So, Ichabod Crane They has, do a good job acting like buds. I guess. <laughs> I thought they did a pretty good job. Ichabod Crane has this begrudging respect for General Howe. So he's like, he should be, his body should be returned to Sleepy Hollow. That's where he should be buried. Right. 
uh, and so he's trying to get Bones to like sign papers to be like, yeah, okay, his, his body will be moved from the Jeffersonian to Sleepy Hollow. Right, that's uh, right. And uh, she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sign that paperwork. Um, no, you don't have any clearance for this. There's no implication. There's no indication in any of this guy's history that he would want to be buried in Sleepy Hollow or anything. Right. So then Ichabod Crane shows up later with a laminated document from 200 <laughs> years ago. And it has the exact same handwriting. They like run it through a handwriting analyzer and it's the exact same thing. And they're like, are you sure? And one of the scientists is like, I looked at it pixel by pixel. There is no question. This is the same handwriting. Ichabod Crane's handwriting is this 200 year old document. Yeah. And the paper is paper and ink are both verified to be from 200 years ago. So you can't even say that it was forged like present day. And (laughs) they just kind of. Now. So here's a question. Here's a, a weird question. You only watch Bones. Uh-huh. Okay? You've never ever? seen Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Yeah, ever. It's the only show you watch. <laughs> You've never seen Sleepy Hollow, and now all of a sudden this man shows up, and he's able to perfectly find a document that says William Howe's body is to be moved to Sleepy Hollow that was right. written 200 years ago, which is very uh, coincidental, by the way. Awfully that he could convenient. Find that. He wrote that 200 years ago and knew where it was kept in the Jeffersonian. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But yeah. he found it, and then your scientific leads have a conversa- a sidebar conversation about how this guy, everything about his handwriting indicates that he wrote this thing 200 years ago. Yeah. Okay, that's sort of like a weird mind-blower thing sure. for a science-based show. But we know we're watching the Bones Sleepy Hollow crossover, <laughs> and the only interesting thing they could give us to do is have... Uh, is to have Terrence Brennan, Temperance Brennan yeah. Bones be like, his handwriting seems old. It's like, it's like not the most like we already know the jig is up the dramatic irony is not that delicious for me <laughs> right like you want the dramatic irony to be a sumptuous feast <laughs> that she's really confronted with some overt right like something that is gonna blow her mind because she is so practical and so science-minded and based in reality yeah how does she assimilate this new information which can't be true and yet it is into that current reality but that doesn't happen no it doesn't happen at all and it basically gets all filed away as handwriting is the same that's weird that's weird they they sort of just move on they do a lot of things like that like there's not enough fun butting of heads there's not a fun chocolate and peanut butter it still is mostly bones yeah by the end of it like (laughs) <laughs> like so by the end of this whole crossover at the end of the sleepy hollow episode they are ta- like the sleepy hollow people are talking to the bones people and they basically just blow off any questions by david boreanis going let it go bones just let it go right it's so weird it's bizarre because she has a couple of lingering questions that and they're just like don't worry about that don't worry about that. which on one hand i get because i know that there have thing there have been things that i've watched and that i'm sure we've talked about on the show where the explanation gets tedious and not fun and i've of said course. i've said like just say we don't know i i, I just want to enjoy the fun of it i don't really care um it's just so strange because these things are so fear like they're so diametrically opposed yes. that there's fun to be had. Yes. But that's why I think it's fun for Sleepy Hollow to show up on Bones mm-hmm. and push the meter towards Supernatural. Right. To such a degree that our Bones cast has to really bend over. And we see character work of them mm-hmm. chewing on this more than just handwriting analysis. Like, yeah. I think it would be kind of interesting 
for Temperance Brennan to build, instead of her contextualizing all the reasons why he couldn't possibly be from 200 years ago, where she's like, the only remaining possible conclusion is that mm-hmm. he wrote this note 200 years ago. Right. And then have Booth, mm-hmm. the, the, the military guy who's not a squint, who has no time for this nonsense, is a man of action, have him go, okay, so you went through all your science and you found out that his handwriting matches a document from 200 years ago. Except, I know one thing. People don't live to be 250 years old. Right. So that trumps mm-hmm. any of your connecting red crazy person strings to say Ichabod Crane is 250 years old. Right. Now and have those two characters have a conversation from these diametrically opposed angles. Yes. Analyzing Ichabod Crane. That's what I want from Bones. Definitely. And even if they don't come to a conclusion right. it's or an agreement, it's still fun to hear them sort of piece it out. Like sure. I feel like there's stuff you could have probably trimmed from this to have that fit in for just like a couple of minutes. Absolutely. That would have been more fun. Now, Will, I think we should move on from Bones to Sleepy Hollow. But I have a question. Did you let I watched this on Hulu. Did you let it roll into the next episode by any chance? No. Uh-uh. Okay. I, I listen, I watched I watched two episodes of Bones and two episodes of Sleepy Hollow. There was no room in my life for another <laughs> minute of either. So it auto-played into the next episode, which was <laughs> Sal and Murr from Impractical Jokers driving a garbage truck. What? Of Bones? Yes. Sal and Murr were on Bones? Calling each other Sal and Murr. Which is are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. So they are garbage men in a truck using their real names. They're driving toward what? this like pile of garbage that's just in the middle of the road with like a raccoon chewing it. And they're like, let's see what this baby can do. Gun it, basically. And they end up driving over a body <gasps> and like completely like smushing it up and like annihilating it. And it squirts blood like up on the car. So or the truck. So they get out, and uh, and I think Murr is like, "Do you think uh, like like Q and Joe did this, or it might have been Brian and Joe?" No, I swear to God. And he's like, "Is this one of their practical jokes?" He should. That's Honest a mistake. They should have said impractical jokes. Yeah, I know, but it was definitely practical jokes. You know, our friends and were a couple like, of impractical jokers. Wink. And he's like, what do you think this is? Cor- is this corn syrup blood? And Sal's over to the side like, no, I don't think this is a joke. I think this is real. And Murr like puts his finger in the blood and tastes it. And he's like, it tastes like metal. And then Sal's like, and like herks. And I'm then it goes this. into the bones. The second that we're done recording, I'm putting <laughs> I'm this shocked. episode on. I have a six degrees of... Se- you have a six degrees of separation to them. I about to say, you have a one degree of separation. Does I, that even count? Or a zero degrees? Uh, but, no, I guess... I think it's one degree. Okay. Right? I did a podcast. Yeah. Do podcasts count for six degrees of Kevin Bacon? If so... if you've met someone, then you're in there. Oh, really? I thought it had to be you were in some sort of uh, production or something. I don't... I guess not. think so. I guess not. So if you've met him, is that one degree? Are you the degree? Am I the... Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Is that zero degrees? I'm a degree for you to him. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I think you have zero degrees to Q from Impractical Jokers. Right. Because you did a podcast with him for yes. Tell Him Steve Dave. The Halloween 2022 episode. Yes. That's right. So I have one degree. You, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching that immediately. <laughs> Shocking. I'm That's sure. like seeing Johnny Knoxville pop up on CSI or something. Yeah. That would be great. Is. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, so Sleepy Hollow. 
Will, did I did I talk over you? Is there anything you wanted to say about Bones? I have something very important to say about Bones. Say it about Bones. Uh, here's a review of Guide to the Unknown from C. Stevie 97 titled My Bones. Absolute Favorite Podcast. Oh. I was going to move move into the middle of the show for you're a right second. i actually completely forgot I, we were having so much fun talking about bones but we do have business on this yes show. you're we have business right. that we've got to conduct you're absolutely right our review numbers are going up i swear to god oh thank you we're i've seen the number goes up and down i'm a little puzzled by apple Podcasts. i have That's... to say but we're at 885 oh thank you thank you very much we're trying to get to a thousand and now that people are starting to mention that in their reviews oh really they've started because a bunch <laughs> popped up right before the show yeah so people were like here's another one to get to a thousand thank you i, I love it thank you all thank so, you much. so much I, i've got so many things to talk about in the future for this my theory is that i just think it looks a little bit more legit when you're cruising podcasts and I you agree see it's you. like a thousand and so to help more people find the show i think that a thousand would be great totally so C. Stevie says, longtime listener, finally reviewing. Guide to the Unknown is a total delight. Will and Kristen have so much charm and make the hour fly by. I never want it to end. Which is why the demon tier on their Patreon is more than worth it. Whoa. Five stars. Whoa, 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 Stevie. So now let's talk about the demon tier. Of Thank our, you uh, very, Patreon. very much, Stevie, in general. But also, thanks for a little Demon Tier plug. Thank you for backing us, supporting us, writing Absolutely. the review, and, and helping us out on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash pod. We've got a number of different tiers. All of them get you access to different kinds of things. Spoiler alert, I'm going to be uh, deactivating the Ghost Adventures Adventures feed now. Mm -hmm. All of those episodes now live on our Patreon. We've got four tiers. Zombie. Yep. Ghost, Deem, Banshee, Demon. Yep. Demon gets all. Mm -hmm. Because we've got a second podcast that we do together called The Netherworld Dispatch. Comes out every single Monday. Yep. And so go poke around those tiers, find what fits, and get uh, uh, an, some of these episodes back for your trouble. Our most recent episode was episode 115, Disney in the Dark. Yeah. Kristen and I looked at some clips from Disney movies that I think might be a hair too hairy scary for my daughter, Zoe, who has already seen them. I agree. I was very shocked by how much very genuinely scary stuff was in The Little Mermaid specifically. The Little Mermaid I is... I didn't remember until like it was starting to play out, and then it kind of came back to me. It's been there from the beginning. We even looked at Fantasia. Mm -hmm. Disney, and I think this is part of like the arc of storytelling. Things have to... You have to get to the darkest of dark before the ending can happen. You, right. You go to the conclusion. So Disney, I think, really takes that to heart. There is horror out the wazoo in oh, kids' yeah. movies. So we took a look at uh, uh, Ursula mm -hmm. from uh, The Little Mermaid, including Ursula's garden. It's scarier than you remember. Like, you, if, if you're like me, you might just be thinking, Ursula, she's the bad guy of the movie. Or she's like, very campy. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty disturbing. No, there's like body horror where she turns people into little... Like um, worm creatures. What do they call it on Wikipedia? On the Disney Wikipedia, it's some uh, disgusting term. I don't remember. It's like pomples or some, some gross, like... <laughs> term but it's called ursula's garden she yeah. basically curses all these people to be a little wormy to like creatures. live in her garden quote unquote yeah it's it's, it's a freak show yes uh moana finding mm -hmm. nemo finding dory i don't know why the finding fish movies are so horrific they really are but they're like fish have their eyes bugging out of their heads there's at one point a toddler pulls on a starfish mm -hmm. and the starfish goes my arm my arm <laughs> he's screaming in pain it's it's insane. And a starfish, I think it's a starfish, does that thing where, you know, in a million scary movies, somebody be will be like crawling on the floor and then all of a sudden, <gasps> somebody's pulling their legs fast and they disappear. <laughs> like, like the end of Wreck. 
Wreck? What's Wreck? You know, the trailer for Wreck. <laughs> that, no. Do you remember Dexter's sister? Yes. She was in a found footage remake uh-huh. of, I think, a Spanish language movie that's called Quarantine. Okay. Oh, no. Her movie's called Quarantine. Oh, okay. And at the end of the trailer, she's reaching for a camera in night vision, and then she gets pulled Okay, I can completely dark. picture this. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so anyway, that's patreon.com slash gttupod. Mm-hmm. Join. Have fun. Yeah. Indiana Jones is coming out this weekend. Yep. Maybe we'll have a review on Monday. We definitely will. Yes. All right. Let's talk about uh, the Sleepy Hollow second half of this uh, cursed crossover event. Right. Which, if Bones was ma- basically mostly Bones, mm-hmm. with now just Ichabod Crane and Abby Mills, are, are, are sort of there. This is even less. This is just an episode of Sleepy Hollow. Completely. Where they Skype in. They literally Skype. But they also do physically show up. I know. For a few scenes. Mm-hmm. But I would say... Of the two, Ichabod Crane, listen, I'm sorry, Abby Mills. Mm-hmm. Abby Mills is mostly like a federal agent foil. Right. There's yes. not There's not a lot of... Which is probably part of the actress's, I would imagine, kind of complaint. She had... There, there was like lore potential that she... In the pilot, they say that she's going to be a witness uh-huh. to the end of the world or something. When the four horsemen, blah, 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 blah. Give her right. more to do. More to chew on about being a witness. What does it mean to be a witness to these things? Exactly. They is probably... a witness a passive action or can you be an active... Like there's so much to mm-hmm. play with for a, a person, I would think. Yeah. But so mostly Sleepy Hollow boils down to Ichabod Crane, who still dresses like it's, you know, the late 1700s. And this is strange to me. I, I understand it for the show, but just in a, in a, and I, I appreciate it for the show. But just in a logic way, why wouldn't you at some point you're living in this world? You, you couldn't be more obtrusive. He's like an Amish guy. Yeah. He's like, I refuse to live beyond the year. But he uses a cell phone. He does use a cell phone and so- he drives a car. I was very surprised by that. I didn't remember that he could drive. I was very disappointed we did not get much, like, shit Ichabod says. There was some. I thought a big one was kind of up top. First of all, even before that, I was very excited to see Shannon Sossaman, 90s icon. Yes. If you had her haircut, you know. She plays Pandora Yeah. Pandora's box. Yep. So she pops up to uh, bring General Mills back. General <laughs> Mills? <laughs> General Mills is there, and then holy shit, when they revive the body of Captain Crunch, I was I was in shock. Whoa! Russell Stover showed up in the post credit scene. You shut up! Whoa! You don't bring up Russell Stover. You don't do that. <laughs> General How? How? General Howe. Howe, yeah, yeah, yeah. William Howe. Right. His body, so we we pick up that, he's the one thread. The body of William Howe. Is the only connection. Is the one connective thread between these two episodes. His body is now being transported back to Sleepy Hollow mm-hmm. in a casket until Shannon Sossaman essentially throws like a little magic disc onto his corpse chest and right. goes, the king still requires your service. Will you serve? <laughs> it's awesome. And then William Howe. When this was happening, I was, and I mean, it was the first seconds, but I was like, ooh, I like this show. <laughs> agreed. Again, actual historical human being, William Howe's corpse, right. whose head had been severed, worms start crawling all over the body. It's like Jason X. Yes. These like little nanobot type wormy things reach up and pull the skull back onto the body <laughs> and all the flesh reconstitutes. It's supposed to look like, you know, Frank from Hellraiser or something yeah. like that. But it's a TV show with a TV budget and TV sensibilities. So mm-hmm. it just looks like glowy 
shiny yes. little CGI worms. And I, I thought, like, okay, he's going to sit up and he's going to be a human again. Mm-hmm. No! He sits up no. and he looks like a Power Rangers villain. Yes, or a Buffy villain. A Buffy, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's got this rubbery, plastic, yeah. white face. I don't understand why she becomes rubbery. Who? Shannon Sossaman. Did she? Yeah. She become a rubber lady in mm-hmm. the show? Yep. I have I don't no know recollection. Yeah. But so uh, uh, he looks like, now I never saw Game of Thrones, but I know about the White Walkers. Okay. Where they're, they're just like ice zombie type things. That's mm-hmm. sort of what he looks like wearing a red coat yeah, <laughs> yeah. uniform. So he does look like General Mills walking around, to be honest. He does look <laughs> yeah, like you're right. Captain Crunch. Quaker Oats guy. And she goes, yeah. yeah. She goes, uh, wake your army now, William Howe. <laughs> and so he goes to some mausoleum where there are kids trying yeah. to sneak in for a party. And doing a pee-pee. They did on a pee-pee? graves, yeah. They did uh-huh. a pee-pee on a grave? They were egging graves. They did a pee-pee on a grave. And then it was so weird. The girl saw the mausoleum as though, like, I don't know how you would miss it, but then she's like, oh, whoa, let's go in there. But it's, like, huge. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, uh, that should have been the cold open. That That's, mm-hmm. there's no cold, yeah. Yeah, it you're right. It should have been kids breaking into another thing, just like the party kids in yeah, Bones. Yeah, you're right. It's right? silly that they, they didn't do that. But so it turns out that William Howe has a whole army that was buried somewhere right and uh they're they've now turned into this norse <laughs> undead creature called a draugr uh-huh. which i know of from playing god of war oh nice so it's actual norse mythology i guess and so he's got all of these soldiers and stuff who are going to rise from their tombs and storm the streets of sleepy hollow mm-hmm. unless ichabod crane and abby mills can figure out what to do and they might need some help from the bones right they need help from their bones but before that it is now halloween right it is halloween now. Right. right so they're bowling and having a good time and uh somebody gives ichabod crap for not dressing up and ichabod so- crap is a great <laughs> like you know, derogatory term for Ichabod yeah, nice Crane. Nice Ichabod Crap. Oh, uh, what's your name, Mr. Crap? Yeah. <laughs> Ichabod, <laughs> Ichabod Crap? <laughs> so, yeah, they say, like, oh, I, you didn't dress up, Ichabod. And he says, this is a quote, is it not obvious? I'm John Adams. The Westcott brush brocade and French buttons? It was his sartorial signature. I spent all night on this embroidery. Yeah. Wonderful. Right. <sighs> Abby is dressed like Beyonce from the Flawless video. And then there's a gal dressed like Betsy Ross who comes into actual Betsy Ross comes into this later. Yes. <laughs> Betsy Ross herself. <laughs> I was, this is what I, where I would think that he would like this stuff. Cause it's all it's, this is no different to me. Yeah, I do. In quality than national treasure. I do. You're right. Oh, Benjamin Franklin's trifocals <laughs> were hidden in the Masonic temple. It's just like, you've got my number. Bullshit. <laughs> it's crap. It's more unsettling. Betsy to Ross me. was uh, funneling people to to it's kill crazy. to kill an army of Draugr, and that's what caused the Great Fire of New York. Crazy, and they this show is, her. They show her on a horse riding away from the Great Fire, <laughs> leaving all of this in her wake, past a windmill like Sleepy Hollow. I was like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, Betsy Ross. Where I think it's very weird is when it's... I guess I like the idea of Betsy Ross being, like, this hero. Uh, maybe she was, but I mainly know her from sewing the the American flag. I go so far as to say that's all I know her from. To be honest, listen, I've, <laughs> yeah, got, say, I've, got, I a cursory, I've got a cursory was, uh, knowledge of a lot of stuff. All right? I mean... 
I've been to the real life Jeffersonian, <laughs> the Smithsonian. Yes, I. You're not even allowed to take pictures of the original flag. Yeah. Uh, hello, Instagram uh, is calling. They say we want to we want to post this, please now. What? <laughs> you can't even take a picture of it. You can't even post it on your TikTok. What's your point? We're living in an era of social media. You're telling me I can't take a picture of the American flag. Um, hello, I can get an American flag from uh, Walmart. Oh, um, okay. It was generous for me to say mostly. I only know that about Betsy Ross. Um, but at least they gave her like a hero story. It seems messed up to have like worms crawling out of General Howe's eyes and stuff and make and then, him like a bloodthirsty zombie killer. And turn him into a Power Rangers villain yes. who is going to storm the streets of Sleepy Hollow with his <laughs> army of Draugr. It's crazy. To kill That's everybody. That's crazy. But luckily, Betsy Ross is there to For all stop I know, him. by the way, maybe William Howe was some like horrific. Listen, anybody True, who no lived, idea. you know, longer than five years ago, we've all got skeletons in our closet. Oh, so God, who's yeah. to say 200 years ago? But so this William Howe, maybe he's a, one of the historical villains of all time who deserves to be taken down a peg and turned into a creature. True. For all I know, I would love that. But here's the thing. Like, like I don't know. I'm fine with Quentin Tarantino <laughs> blowing apart Adolf Hitler's face with like a bunch of machine guns. <laughs> that makes sense to me. I can't yeah. tell you entirely why, but that's fine with me. Yes. But for some reason, just like some obscure guy who really lived 200 years ago and now you're like, Chop his head off, throw it into a, a <laughs> into a, like a thing of medical waste, and then have it reattached by worms, <laughs> and revive him and say that he's an undead monster who can only be killed by Greek fire, <laughs> the the precursor to napalm that George General George Washington discovered. He and harnessed had, the power. He of. harnessed the power of Greek fire that can destroy <laughs> Draugr. What? Shut up. I know. Like that's not. Where's what the happened? headless horseman? <laughs> Wasn't this so about the headless horseman? It's so crazy. Um, so wait, can you remind me, how do they link up? How do the Bones cast and the Sleepy Hollow cast link up in this in person? Because they realize that they need to find the place where William Howe was originally intended to be buried. Mm -hmm. And that is below the Capitol building. Okay, the I thought it was memory wrong. The only way to get wrong. in there yes. would be with some real, like, inside help. Wait. Right. Agent Seely Booth. We have somebody. I Can you help me get into the basement of the Capitol building? And there <laughs> they discover some knockoff Indiana Jones booby <laughs> trap room where little fire toots come out of the ceiling and blast napalm. Yeah. And Ichabod Crane is like, my word, it's Greek fire. Right. And Temperance Brennan Bones is like, smells like uh, cornstarch and uh, gumdrops. Yeah. I think this is napalm. Right. It's like this weird melding of science and, and fantasy. It's so bizarre. But however, I think that they don't go far enough. I think that there is more room to play with this delicious tension That's what between magic and reality. So when this Greek fire thing happened, I thought that it was just going to be that, you know, that she's right. And she's like, you idiot. Like, you think this is Greek fire? It's just napalm. It's just napalm. Because Which today we know this threat. Certainly. We know this is napalm today. You guys, I guess, called it that back then because you needed to rationalize it somehow and you decide that it you must be magical. came up with a folkloric explanation for things the way that we've covered folklore for hundreds of years. Certainly. And I love it. But I feel like they could have been doing more of that if, like, they were together all the time and he would be like, 
by the gods. The grounds are crying blood. And then she's like scooping a little on her finger and being like, this is actually a copper deposit that's below. They should have been doing that nonstop. I couldn't agree more. Kristen, what a great waste. example. Great example. She should be the, the font of knowledge mm -hmm. of how the world actually operates where Ichabod Crane has this outdated. Right. There was a great mechanism that the Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow had where Ichabod Crane was the only man of science in a world that... Uh, oh, right, yeah. Like, like he's trying to study a body that was found in the East River or mm -hmm. something. And he goes, I believe this man may have been murdered. And a judge goes, when a body's found in the river, the cause of death is drowning. Right. And he goes, not necessarily. And it's like Ichabod Crane fighting for reason mm -hmm. in a time of you know, ignorance to science. Yeah. You can do you some of the opposite here. Exactly. Ichabod Crane in the modern era is a voice for old world mythological explanation right. of things that are scientifically, uh, I mean, outstanding anomalies sure. today. But scientifically but temperance based. Brennan specifically mm -hmm. could know how to explain those things. Because from what I saw of these two episodes of Bones that I watched, it seems like she knows absolutely everything. Literally everything. Everything in the entire world. That's right. So this could be perfect. Um, so at this point, I was just highly enjoying this. The environment is awesome. But there was another thing that I thought was going to be a joke that was not a joke, and I was disappointed. Okay, so it's Halloween. They know, their little crew, like Abby and Ichabod, know that General Howe is around and his, like, zombie guys. So they're going out to fight them, but they're having to kind of, like, for a second, like, weave through trick-or-treaters and stuff. Okay. And Ichabod sees somebody who he thinks is the general, and he's like, on guard, basically, and, like, has a knife. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this other person is like, huh, and is also fighting him. I thought it was going to be somebody who was just in a Halloween costume. That was a great opportunity and like, for a joke. General Howe. Today is your undoing. Right. And then it's somebody who's like, oh, geez, I thought we were just having a bit of fun. I'm just starting then, to get a butterfinger. Right. And then running away. Absolutely. Kristen, you are right on the mark. They are not doing. They're not doing enough. They're not doing the work. I would go so far as to say, I want to see Ichabod Crane go, I'll drive. And then sit on top of the car and go, <laughs> yeah. Where's my horse to pull the carriage? Oh, that's right. I forgot you sit inside the buggy. I was unsettled by him driving. It, it's not right. No, I mean, I you know, I, I get it. He's he, old enough. And it's season took three. Lessons. It's right. season three. He would have gotten right, but, some familiarity. But uh, I want him to be so stupid. He's got to always be a passenger. He needs help through this entire world. Yes. I don't want him to have autonomy. I don't want him to Unfortunately, have I don't want him to have autonomy. I'm I need sorry, him to Ichabod. rely on Abby for everything. Absolutely. It's like about crap to see him yes. living right in the... In Calling the... somebody to ask them out on a cell phone? It's bizarre. He needs to be reading that shit from a scroll. Absolutely. Remember when we... <laughs> <laughs> we did this just personally. Remember we watched like a million <laughs> clips of Ichabod online and he was like totally stymied by soup. Yes. And also by donut holes? I don't know. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. This, how how can he drive? And he's like, what is this round leavened bread or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Mm -mm. It doesn't, it does not compute. I, <laughs> I completely agree. But more to the point about this crossover, I don't, th and it's, listen, I'm sure there were a lot of limitations of time. I suspect that each crew 
had basically, they were told, like, you're going to write an episode where these two other characters are going to show up. Yeah. Write in their voice, try to get it right. Mm -hmm. Right? And so they just minimized the other characters as much as they could. Probably was also an element of practicality. We don't have, we have David Bananas for two days. Right. For Sleepy Hollow. He's not going to be there for the whole episode. And also, part of the reason that they weren't in the Sleepy Hollow episode very much is because Emily Deschanel was either pregnant or just had a baby. Is that right? And wanted to stay in LA, and they filmed Sleepy Hollow in Atlanta. Oh, okay. See, all of these perfectly explanation uh, explainable reasons why yeah. the peanut butter and the chocolate aren't completely mixing. Sure. But they really need to. That's it, the yeah, problem. It's just it's so like, I, I can, I, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Great. I, you, you know what? You achieved it. You got something. They're on the same network. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't. They're doing so. They're like, let's do this. It'll be funny. It's science mixed with paranormal. But yeah, they just don't mix it enough, really. Basically, Booth and Bones show up to sneak into the Indiana Jones crypt underneath the Capitol building, which yep. is crazy. Yes, it is. And then they disappear and they talk over Skype the mm-hmm. next time we ever see from at them. the end to basically recap for like um, Abby and Ichabod to be like, so we dispatch them, right? And uh, everything is okay. And then, like I said, Bones is like, but. But what about I can't remember what, but let's say the handwriting or whatever, and then bananas is just like just let it go, let and that's go. the end of the episode. That's it, that's it. Not, Which is so strange. They couldn't, they couldn't do enough to do it right. Yeah. And so we're left with this weird half and half. I'm glad to have watched. Oh, it. I'm thrilled to have watched it. I'm glad that I knew about it, Charlotte. Thank you. I had never heard of this. Yes, before. no, Charlotte was dead on right. I'm glad to have seen this, and I think that this did deserve a yeah. look in a conversation because I also listen. Even when I may sound disappointed, I there's nothing. I, I didn't love think more. you were sounding disappointed. Okay. I wasn't saying that to like save it. I was just thinking to myself, like, yeah, this was all so. F- friggin weird but yeah i'm glad i watched it. I sometimes like it. i love to look at something that's not working right mm-hmm. because then another part of my brain of going like but if you had complete access to the chessboard here's yeah. what might have worked better i love doing that kind of stuff i yeah. love doing the post-mortem mm-hmm. um interesting choice of words Kristen. i chose my words very carefully <laughs> <laughs> As was taught to me by General George Washington. With his he was all, he was he was George Washington's like scribe. I know or something was, that it, that was the letter that they were comparing handwriting. It was like ah, this letter as dictated to General George Washington's boy or something. Yeah, foot footman or whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but weirdly, the 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 solution to finishing off General Howe. He walks into fire. He willingly, Ichabod Crane, they, they, first of all, they've got this Greek fire that doesn't stop burning until everything's been consumed. So yes. it caused the, the Great Fire of New York. How are we going to stop it from burning Sleepy Hollow to the ground? Mm-hmm. Got it. I know what we'll do. We'll set them all on fire in the sewer. Why does that? What? And it works. So no one knows that this army between man and Draugr happened just below the surface. But they destroy, they kill the entire army of Draugr. Mm -hmm. And Ichabod finally faces off with William Howe. And he's he's basically like, give it up, Howe. You've met your match. (laughs) And he goes, not on your terms, Crane. (laughs) And then General William Howe, real historical man, with his... You know, pallid white yeah, like zombie weird, face. Weird, like not moving totally right body. Steps into the fire. <laughs> and he like smiles. He's like, ah, yes. I do it myself. <laughs> and he's immolated into dust and shit. <laughs> Poof. Into the air. Historical, real human. 
It's like it's nuts. Such a crazy world we live in, <laughs> where like something happened two hundred years like, ago. Is and we're there like, a relative of General William Howe? Who's maybe we could turn this? this guy into like a puppet on our show and and set him on fire. That's <laughs> like so weird. I understand that that seems to be part of the premise of Sleepy Hollow is talking about these real life people, absolutely and giving them this like different context. Yep. But uh, it's messed up. Yeah, it's 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 really weird. It's it, I don't even know that again. I'm, I don't I don't know that I'm offended by it or anything. It's just weird. It's similar to the feeling that i get when they cgi a dead celebrity into a yeah, movie where it's just, just like, like no it, one signed off happen. on this like i know you can yeah but I guess it's that's, weird to do it's i guess weird... that's part of the thing is that they were not able to sign off on yeah. on this depiction just yeah strange Very. and i do feel and again it's I'm, I'm having my cake and eating it too i don't feel that way when they're like general george washington asked me to fight the vampire I know, same. I I'm wonder like, if well, it's... George Washington was the president. He's such a... he's He feels more like a fictional person than anything. And also I his never heard real of General life... William Howe until they cut his head off and threw it in a garbage can. Totally. His real life and story is like pretty cemented, even though I couldn't tell you about it. I couldn't tell but you about it. Most people do. They like know who George Washington is, so it's very easy to be like, okay, he didn't do this. This is a fictionalized thing. Right. Like watching Abraham Lincoln Vampire. Thing, right. You know. yeah, where, yeah, you're, yeah. where you're like, this is so exaggerated. Of course, the real world wasn't like this. But you're right. I look at Sleepy Hollow and I think maybe General William Howe <laughs> did have an army of Draugr. <laughs> no. But like we don't we don't know. Maybe this he guy was or yeah, maybe so we don't have the existing it wouldn't be headcanon because there's no contrast. Yeah, because we don't know him. There's so. no contrast. I've got nothing on him. Yeah. Now, here's a question. Did you let the next episode of Sleepy Hollow play? I did not. Because Q and Joe William. were running around with Paul Revere. Don't pull my leg. You know how excited I would be if that was true. Joe goes, now Q, tell them the British are coming. <laughs> da -na -na -na. You got to see it. I was like, what? I'm definitely going to watch that. Impractical Joker showing up on Bones. I'm there. It's tailor-made for <laughs> you. Yeah, what could be better? What could be finer? <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us for this. This flew. What a bizarre... And I think this was a longy, too, if I had to guess. This this uh, <laughs> so, it was weird. This it was, was very weird. weird. It was very fun to talk about. So thank you very much. If anybody else has things out there like this, they're just sort of like television curiosities. Yes. It's like... How was this a thing? Curiosity piece. Mm -hmm. I, I'm totally down for another curiosity piece. I love piece. watching. We actually have, Charlotte told us about another episode of Bones that we will be visiting in the future. We right. didn't forget that uh, Bones did an episode that was kind of a Blair Witch homage. So but we, we realized we may not have had space. <laughs> There's a lot for us to say to each other. I know, more than I even realized. I would like to look at Sleepy Hollow again. Happy to. Because this thing... Happy to. William, I might keep watching it. Do you know that there are... I remember from my time watching Sleepy Hollow that the you introduced the Headless Horseman wearing a leather mask and uh -huh. then he cut his head off. Yeah. When you start to explain who this man was, you think that that's going to be a mystery that's like dragged out forever. Who was the man beneath the mask? The now yeah. headless figure that's stalking you. I feel like very quickly, like in season one, they're like, my word. <laughs> Why, it's Abraham Brunt. <laughs> The man who, uh, like, also lusted after my Katrina. It's, like, very quickly handled. Yeah, yeah. You're like, and they deflate, like, the prime mystery of Sleepy Hollow. I have a feeling. In, like, a word. <laughs> so, as I say, I'm going to continue watching this. If we do it for the show, I'll concentrate. I feel like this is good background TV. Because yeah. it's not really good. Oh, it's not good. Um, But not I do good. enjoy it. So Yes, this 
and sort of enjoy because there are lots of things that aren't good but i really enjoy and i will lock in on this i would just like to kind of have around sleepy hollow i'm happy to have in my life yeah yeah it's great and uh, the idea that the the two leads hated each other so much I that know. ichabod has to do a curtsy <laughs> just they're like what are we gonna do they won't shake hands they won't yeah they won't do all right Ichabod's a weird guy from another. Maybe he just bows. Right. Okay, you're going to bow. Can, will you do a bow? Right. Please. Tom Meissen. I will bow, but my nose shan't go below my waistline. <laughs> I wouldn't want to show that much respect. I wonder if this, I wonder if uh, anything kind of slipped into this guy's normal life. You know how sometimes you take a character home with you? Absolutely. <laughs> I think he was saying, talking about his waistcoat and stuff. His, what's a waistcoat? I guess, you know. You mean musket? <laughs> no, I thought he was saying waistcoat. Because oh. he was talking about a uh, vest. Yeah. But the closed captioning said Westkit twice. And so I'm not sure it was the closed captioning person mishearing or if that's just an item of clothing that I don't know about. He mistakenly refers to his significant other as lieutenant. <laughs> he doesn't call her lieutenant because I guess there's some old world word. I didn't know that. Lieutenant. <laughs> he calls her Lieutenant Mills. <laughs> what a show. Ugh. Well, what a show here. What a show this. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. You can find more of the show. Like Will said, we have a whole second podcast called The Netherworld Dispatch. You can access through patreon.com slash gttupod. You can follow us everywhere on social media at gttupod. And you can also follow us individually. I am at Chillin' Kristen. I am at The Myth Traveler. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. I think next week we're going to be talking about Insidious. Yes, we are. If anybody wants to do like a watch along, bone up on the first four Insidious films, we'll be doing that next week. Yes. I feel like maybe giving people an opportunity. No, I think that's a good idea. Not a bad idea. Yep. Uh, but so uh, yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll mm-hmm. see you somewhere else. But until that time comes, we must travel back to the Sutherland. Go we. <laughs> <laughs> the Netherland of the Sutherland. Oh, Kiefer Sutherlands. Yes. <laughs> I love Kiefer Sutherland. I like him fine. Yeah. Remember when he jumped into that tree? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>